sit back and relax while you listen to Train Kickers Podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world of miniature wargaming. On this episode, we finally get back to doing some normal recordings. If you've been watching us on YouTube, there's been other content coming out, and there's been some Conquest Corners I've done and all of that. But we haven't done a more proper episode in a little bit for various reasons. But we're getting back to that now. Now, I don't know if this one will be as long as some of the others, but that's absolutely fine. We will still probably talk for quite a bit of time. Um, So this was something that we talked about doing uh, in the new year. And we mentioned that we, uh, this was also a suggestion from one of our patrons to be able to do. We went through and we did a review again, sort of um, discussing the different uh, Primarchs and all of that and where we actually put them now that we both play the game more, we understand it better. And it's been out for a while, so we can kind of look at it in a better perspective. We wanted to do the same thing for the special characters. Partially, one, because they're split up all over the place and they weren't necessarily covered the same way. And also, like I said, we've played the game more. We have more experience with it. The game has been out for longer. So we can kind of talk from a different perspective. For this, though, it's only fun if you actually rank them. So we are going to be ranking them. Um, For anyone who's listening instead of watching, the ranking, we are going to rank them on essentially a five-spot listing. The ranks are that they are too much for casual, so these are the very, very good and all. Um, you should let your opponent know is the next ranking. So good, but not absolutely amazing. Uh, why not for an event? A lot of events, especially ones in our areas, kind of go with the no special characters because some characters are crazy. These ones aren't. Um, love the fluff. So, hey, you like about the character, who they're supposed to be, all of that, but the rules leave something to be desired. And the lowest ranking is that needs the Emperor's mercy. So, not good. Shouldn't take them. It's kind of a shame. So we're going to be ranking these characters, place them in one of these five categories. Our caveat, as always, is that um, actually after we're set and done with the characters, we're probably going to have quite a few. So we should probably have at least a minimum three in each one. If for some reason that isn't happening, we might adjust it from there. But we're going to have quite a few of them around. For this, we're going to be starting with some of the loyalists. So I don't know exactly how far we'll get, but I only have a certain amount of them in the tier maker right now in terms of pictures and putting that all together. So we're going to go until we've either taught for long enough or until we run through the ones I've listed, whichever one happens to come first. Uh, For other things, just briefly at the top here, we did recently hit on YouTube at least 1,000 subscribers. We do thank everyone who did subscribe. For anyone who's not, we do have still well over half of the people who listen to us on the regular not subscribed. So if you're not, please do so. It does help us out. It helps us get noticed and it helps us understand what kind of content people are enjoying. Lately, we've been putting out several uh, Imperialis battle reports. We have two out there right now. Dan and I recorded another one earlier this week. I'm going to start editing that tonight or tomorrow. Um, at Well, okay. It's currently Wednesday. Essentially, I'll be editing over the next few days. You should hopefully have that out by Saturday is my hope. You will have this in your hands by Friday or into your ears. We also on Friday are going to be recording a different battle report. I'm not going to go into the moment exactly what we're going to do for that one, but we are going to do another Imperialis one. And then the hope is soon I should have my old world stuff on hand and we can start doing some Earl War stuff. We would also like to be able to get back to some other stuff. There is an event on Saturday. Might try to go to that and see if I can record stuff. I don't know if I'll be able to. If not, especially for Imperialis, some more stuff, more people will have their stuff done soon. As I said before, though, um, drop us a comment or anything like that on YouTube if you happen to live reasonably local to the New Jersey area, mid-Jersey to up, and we'll absolutely play a game, and we can get that recorded and all. We'd love to have some of the listeners on. Um, Like I said, I I don't travel much further than that, but I'm willing to 
Um, my car gets uh, pretty good on its electric, so I don't mind traveling a little bit for it. And it's new, so it's not going to fall apart like my old car. So if you would like to be in a battle report, anything like that, let us know. We'd love to have you on. Um, otherwise, uh, for things that you should expect soon is more of that kind of stuff, some more Conquest stuff for me, and whatever else these two guys decide to uh, to record, if anything. And now, on to the show. All right, gentlemen. Um, Steve, you weren't here with us when we did the LVO things. What was the best? Mm-hmm. What was the worst for you? Um, well, the best was a good night of sleep. The worst was missing That's the LVO reveals. Thing. It was only at so, midnight. That wasn't that late. No, I, I knocked out so hard. I knocked out so hard. I thought it was the Friday night, too. It was like, ah, it's time to go to bed, relax, actually sleep for once. Yeah. And then I saw text like, nah, I'm already in my pajamas. I'm just knocking out. It's done. But um, nah, there's some really nice models. Um, I really like the War Cry stuff that got revealed. But Do you War like Cry, those they horrible, horrible make. elves? Okay, so I found someone that wants the elves, so that's not my problem. Okay, hey. <laughs> Honestly, the main thing I like is I like the terrain. I am absolutely loving what they've been doing with the terrain. With this whole um, the crashed spaceship thing. I'm absolutely loving it. And even if I can't find someone to split the box with, I want the terrain from it. I'm sure like, you could find bad. someone to buy the Harlequins. I'm sorry, the elves. They're bad. Yeah, probably. But they they're harlequins. So bad. The more I look at them, Dave, they're, they're harlequins. They're literally harlequins. There's, yeah. there's like no doubt in my mind. They're literally harlequins. You could have put that on the Eldar page or the Aldari. Sorry, you could have put that on the Aldari page, and I literally would have been like, "Oh, those are neat harlequin sculpts." I would have literally not seen the difference. Still, still, but <laughs> also for anyone watching, um, I know the screen jumps every now and then. It's because of the ads on the side of Tear Maker. And I don't know how to stop them from doing that. I've clicked on it, but it's still going. Right now, It's we we mentioned internet before we started. We're talking about internet. And now it's like, hey, you can get really cool internet. Why are you listening, computer? Why do you know everything that I talk of? Um, yeah, other than that, I liked most of the things. And I am very excited to see those solar rocks come out because I'm yeah, not dealing with more nice. resins. I have no interest in dealing with resin any further. Oh, sorry. All right. Um, actually, Dan, I have totally. Have you been up to anything, Steve? They've heard from us. You're a bit uh, heard from us. All right. So let's see. The new game store that's been you know in progress for years finally opened. Rogue yep. State Games up in Mawa. Super excited about that. So I've been spending a lot of time there. I mean, um, to project make it up, wise, it yeah. Project wise, I picked up some old Second Ed Metal Space Marines. For a small Lamenters force I'm doing for a Bad App War campaign mm. that we're looking to start soon. And um trying to piece together an understanding of old world when no one has gotten rule books in the Northeast. I will have <laughs> my book. I'd have my book tonight if I would have had time to go and get it. I'll have my book probably to mate if not tomorrow or Friday, I'll have my book. Honestly, the way I've explained it. Um, because this is the most recent, it's eighth edition with the removal of like magic it's and cl- step and no. uh, closer to six. I know it's, it's closer, closer to six. To six. Go with but six, no one eight. has played well, Tons not no one, but six. the new people, new people haven't but played six. But the new people, people probably remember, didn't play eighth either. Eh, people true. might. I played one game of seventh, yeah, and that was it. 
once I, I'll have the book in hand by weekend, read through it over the next several days. We will do some, there's some coverage out there, but we'll do some coverage and we'll do especially a learn to play once I build up some stuff. Um, I'm getting the Tomb Kings. So because it's bone, I should be able to have most of that painted in probably about a week or so if I can get painting, to my I'm painting, uh, for, I'm so happy because I, I had these 30 dogs, these, uh, they're not called corn doggies. All right, so flesh hounds. Flesh hounds. They're definitely yeah, not I've called heard, corn doggies. Yeah, I've had these 30 flesh hounds that I've had they sprayed and ready Best to paint. Blood boys. But it's just, I've never had the time to paint them, or I just looked at them and I was like, I painted 120 blood letters, I don't want to do 30. But Ooh, because of Old World, come on a stick. Well, that's what I'm saying. That no. Now that I, the Old World came out, now I've been I've been slowly painting these guys up. I painted the first five out of thirty, just to see how they look. Um, but I'm excited for Old. Honestly, I'm excited for Old World. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was a kid, I I, I fell more in love with fantasy than I did with 40k. And for me, it was epic, BFG, and and fantasy. That those were kind of the big three things that I played with Titanicus on the side. Because I had Titanicus because of Epic. Mm. And honestly, I could kind of say Sayonara to 40K for a little bit and just focus on old world. You say that like almost on a weekly basis, though. Yeah. You do realize that, right? I do. You're like crying almost like a reverse wolf. You're like, you don't have to worry <laughs> about this. It's not a problem. Um, no, I'm excited as well. I think it'll be fun. I have, um, since some things are tough to find, I, I have some stuff that I'm going to print off for it. I have some official oh. models. I have some other <laughs> Countess models, a variety of things to put together. Honestly, I, I like your Osiarch. Uh, Osiarch? Osiarch. Osiarch, uh, Bone Reapers. Yeah. Osiarch. I'm using like some of those for certain models yeah. and then the actual Tomb King models and then some other ones I found. So it's a variety of things put together. Osiarch's like really, Reapers. really, really, really neat, to be quite honest. So I'm kind of glad you are using them because I actually prefer those models over the Tomb Kings. I don't mind some of the Tomb King models, but I don't want to work with um, metal models. So if it's a model that's only coming out metal, I'm going to find a different model to work yeah. with. No, makes sense. I'll, I'll do metal for infinity. I don't want to deal with metal for anything else. So any other types of models, I'm going to just be replacing. Um, that and tomorrow or Friday, pick up some stuff for Netrunner because we're playing Netrunner. Are you guys really? Yes, we're playing Netrunner. Uh, Rich got in the Nise, uh, Nisei stuff. So we're going to grab some other boxes and play some more Netrunner. Because a bunch of us used to really like Netrunner. It's a great game. Um, if anyone is interested in Netrunner, Jinteki, which is their online platform, is still going strong. and has all the Nisei stuff in there, decks. It'll teach you how to play the game. Everything like that. All right. Um, I think it's time to talk about very special people and the things that they do for their armies. For anyone who hasn't listened to one of our other um, rankings, the way this goes, like I said, we have our, our five tiers, and I named them fun things. But essentially, it's, you know, great, you know, great, good, so on, walking its way down to poor. We rank these guys on a few different aspects. We rank them both in terms of what they do for their army, their rules themselves, the way in which they work, and just sort of the overall coolness factor. Their ability to beat up other special characters is fine, but that's not the end-all be-all. Their ability to support an army is probably more useful than the fact that they can punch someone in the face, because pretty much all these characters are reasonably good at punching people in the face. Some are much better, but it's not purely on your ability to, to wreck people. That's not the focus of this. Um, we do this round robin style. Like I said, we are starting with loyalists. If you're watching the video, you can see which loyalists we're going to do, but we're going to start with Corswain in a second. I'm glad it worked. Yep. All right. For some reason, it's better now. I don't know why it's better, but gift, horse, mouth, all of that. So 
we'll be starting with Dark Angels and Course Wayne is the first one. Listen, now for this, we are also going to be going through any ones in the legacies or any of those other documents as well. We're going to go through it in the order essentially that <coughs> I have things listed. Does anyone in particular want to start? I don't know if anyone has any favorites. Course Wayne, because I actually do like Course Wayne. He's okay. actually really neat. Well, I'll talk about him. All right. Why do I feel like there's supposed to be another Dark Angels special character? There's though? four. I, oh, Marduk. Marduk is another cool They're guy. Hard to say. All right. Yeah. So, Course Wayne, 200 points. We're looking at movement seven, which is going to be common amongst pretty much everyone. Yes. Um, weapon skill seven. That's going to be a lot of change. So, weapon skill seven is pretty high. That's, that's five. Primark for some of these Primarks. Yes. Uh, ballistics kill five. Who cares? Uh, strengths four, toughness four, four wounds, which is again higher. Uh, wait, uh, no, greater. No, four, four is higher. Four is higher. Uh, okay. Cataphractic usually gets you to like three. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, initiative five, attacks four, leadership. Okay, so he is Deathwing, so he's gonna get he has a sword, little spoiler, he has a sword, so he's gonna get that plus one to hit with a sword. He's got his bolter pistol, his bolter, the blade. Just awesome. He's got armor of the forest and mantle of the champion, frag and crack grenades. He does automatically get martial of the crown warlord trait, which I'll get to in a moment. He's also master of the legion, independent character, relentless. He does get precision strikes four up. So if he's not in a challenge, he does get to choose who he hits. Um, Marshal of the Crown. If I click on this, does it bring it to? No, that's it does his, not. That's his warlord trait. Oh, oh, the fact that it yeah. gives you that. No, yeah. No, our doc uh, the document we have is not. It doesn't do it. Yeah. All right. See if you could look up Marshall of the Crown while I talk about his his uh his other stuff. So the blade. The blade is plus two strength. So he's swinging at strength six, which is gonna wound basically most everything on the two until you start hitting like custodians, mech, but only really the big robots. All right. So Marshall of the Crown. Try to think. Right, go ahead. Yeah. Um you select one hexagrammaton unit subtype, all units including at least one model with that corresponding unit subtype, and at least one model within line of sight of this warlord get plus one leadership to a maximum of 10. Oh, oh um, nice. In addition, an army whose warlord has this trait may select an additional reaction depending on his type. Since he is Deathwing, he will get it in the assault phase. That's when his extra reaction will be. Got it. All right, so it is plus two strength, so it's strength six. AP one, which is nice. You're going to cut through everything. It's two-handed, so too bad no extra attack with the bolt pistol. It's mastercrafted, so you get that one extra nice reroll. Duelist edge two. So I believe he's in, in a challenge. He jumps to initiative seven. Yeah, his initiative Duelist goes up by challenge. Two. Yes. So if he's in a challenge, he's initiative seven. And murderous strike four up. So, and again, it, oh, it does say that the blade gets plus one to hit because he's Deathwing. Yes. Um, he's also got the armor forest and the mantle of champion, which is a two up, four up, but it's two up, three up and vulnerable in close combat. Yep. So honestly, I like this dude a lot. He's, he, he is a melee bruiser, yes. right? But he does buff the army very well with the plus one leadership because how many hexagram well, you have? Uh, four? Six. For the type, so you have Deathwing, yeah. Ravenwing, Firewing. Um, if I could give you a hint, it's called the Hex. Event. Yeah, yeah, there's six oh, of them total, if you six. notice. Yeah, when you go through it, yeah, because you also then, you still have Ironwing, you still have Stormwing, um, uh, whichever one I didn't say. Yeah, there's six types. Here's the other All thing. Right. He buffs essentially one of those types, and his reaction, based off of him being Deathwing, forces you to take it in the Assault phase. I prefer overall illusion in the shooting phase. The assault phase, that's when our special reaction is. 
but even then that's also double overwatch that's double overwatch it's potentially double overwatch if they're charging multiple things or you can use our special thing it's not a shooting phase but it's not the movement phase movement phase i feel is the most yeah that's for sure um so he's a melee bruiser he's got a two up three up which is the glorious kind of thing you want yes um if he's not in a challenge he's picking out who he's going to kill anyway um and it's a murder strike four up so good luck trying to survive um it's only got four attacks but eh. four attacks five if he gets the charge that's still a good amount yeah for most cases he should be hitting on twos because his weapon skill seven should beat out most people yeah if he faces a primer that's another story but for most things he's better weapon skill and plus one to hit so he should be hitting on twos so if he's charging five attacks he should hit realistically four of them and that's at least two murder strikes yeah um, I'm I'm gonna put him. I I'm between let your opponent know and why not for an event. Although I don't think he's so powerful that it's a let your opponent know. I mean, he's a really great melee bruiser lord, but he doesn't really break the game. Like we'll get to Karn eventually when we go to traders, but he doesn't like break the game. So honestly, I'd say why not for an event. I I think the part that pulls him down a little bit is that warlord trait. Yeah, it's not that great, and also our other warlord trait. I don't take marshal the crown if i take one of our warlord traits i take seneschal of the keys which gives plus one essentially the uh what is it plus one weapon skill or ballista skill in one of our turns when we want i, I find that to be more useful because that's when i need that really strong pivoting turn plus one leadership is nice but that only really works if you're running sort of mono style list otherwise you know he's deathwing oh if i choose say deathwing i'm getting on a few maybe i choose one of the other ones you could because you're not locked in quite that same way but i think it's the warlord trait that's not so amazing um steve what do you think where do you where do you put this guy like is he super crazy super you know or or super low or somewhere in between so he's not a game breaking character right we could say that right oh absolutely yeah he plays like any other character, he just has a little extra flavor in his direction. Um, I mean, at initiative AP1 is kind of sick, but it's not really that much better than at initiative AP2 mechanically, mm. except for when you're punching a tank. So, eh. Yeah, but only at um, six, the really good tanks you want the AP1, he's not necessarily going to be cutting through very well. Even, even a Rhino type thing, seven, you're still though. not looking at great odds. Yeah, but initiative seven, that's honestly the big deal, I think, here. Yeah. If he gets into a challenge, he's probably winning that challenge unless he's fighting Sigismund. Yeah. Um, so for 200 points, I think he works perfectly well as like the most tricked out Praetor money could buy you. Right. Yep. So if it, we feel like we're putting him in that mid category where you could take him, you're not going to feel bad about taking him. And you know you you could bring him without concern but he's going to do you some good he's not going to feel like a detriment and he's not going to suddenly win you the game pretty much i agree all right like dark angels tend to be they're a great template for everything else to be compared to yep that's why they go first that's not why they go first but they're going first all right um it's just like in the lore (laughs) just like they intended all right uh Maybe I'll take Ferris because I'm on the page. Why not? So this is the next character for them. So Ferris, Red Loss, 220 points. Uh, move 7, Weapon Skill 6, so a little bit less of a fighter in general. Blizzard Skill 5, 
Uh, strength, toughness, both of force. He's got three wounds of five initiative, four attacks, leadership 10. He's got his two up save, of course. Um, he is Dreadwing, for anyone who doesn't know. So Deathwing is plus one to hit. Dreadwing is minus one to be wounded when you look at, um, I know it's Plasma, Volkite, might be Phosphex as well. Essentially, some of the more esoteric weapons. Um, he, of course, has his armor. He has an axe. He's got frag crack and rad grenades. Being Dreadwing, that's sort of a thing they do. So he does actually come with rad grenades. He also comes with melta bombs. And he's got three Foxfex bombs on him. So he is loaded down for destruction. Um, he, of course, has a Master Legion. He's battle-hardened one. So he's going to be able to survive people swinging at him a lot better because he counts as toughness five for the points of being doubled out. So Power Fist, if, if he doesn't take someone down, a Power Fist isn't taking him out. Um, he's Zion of the Death, uh, sorry, the Dreadwing, and his other cool special rules. His Warlord trait is also still Marshal of the Crown. So he has that. With being Dreadwing, I think their extra reaction... Oh, I forget if it's shooting phase or not. Probably shooting, since Dreadwing's all about poison and shit. Uh, Dreadwing... Dreadwing is assault phase as well. Oh, they're both wow. assault. Okay. Those are the two that are assault phase. Stormwing and Ironwing, I believe, are, are okay. shooting phase because they're more shooting based ideas. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look then at what his plate. Sorry, at what his plate does. Two up armor save, four up invul. In addition, against any weapons that have crawling fire, so other phosphex type bombs, or armor bay melta. So if you fire a melta at this guy. The invulnerable save is two up. Um, and any <laughs> weapons that are poisoned Holy will only shit. hurt him on a six. So the weapons you would worry more about because super good AP or AP two, yeah. And all of that, he doesn't care about his invulnerable save is much better. And here's the other thing. Someone shoots at you with Meltas. The always the concern you have with your character is I'll take the saves on the character, but if I fail one, my character's just just gone. If you fail one there, he's not gone. Because he's on a two up, but even if you fail one, he counts as toughness five for purposes of being doubled out. The melta gun's not doubling him out. So he's oh, only going to take one wound from that melta shot. Yeah. So, uh, unlike sometimes when you want other characters to tank your hits because you're cataphracty, you don't want to lose a whole cataphracty every time you fail, he will tank the worst things that you have going on. And he'll come out Pretty fine much. the other side. Um, his axe. It is a power weapon for all rules that matter. Um, it's considered a single weapon with two profiles. Um, in the fight subphase, he chooses one of the profiles. So he either is going to do overhead strikes or strike or sweeping strikes. He's plus three strength at AP2 if he does the overhead. It's two-handed. It'll be unwieldy, so he'll go last, but is master crafted. So that's going to put him to strength 7, AP 2. He is swinging last, but remember, he is a little bit more survivable. Those power fish are a little less concerned about because they're not going to double you out. They'll have to get three or three wounds. If he sweeps, his strength is user, so no extra on his strength. Like I said, he is a normal space marine on that strength of 4, AP 2 still. It's melee, his reaping blow 3, and master crafted. So if you're in the middle of a normal unit, you can get a lot more swings. Um, you can get, theoretically, three more swings. So now you're looking at four, three more, and charge if you get it. So you could be at up to eight now. And at your weapon skill six, you are probably hitting the things you care about sweeping on on threes. Because you're going to be better than them. You might only be wounding them half the time, but you do have a lot of swings. And you do have Mastercrafted to help level out that curve a little bit more. So 
Weapon-wise, quite good. He's a little bit more survival than he is Killy, but um, for his other thing, he's Master of the Arsenal. So at the start of the battle, the controlling player takes one of the following weapons. He can take a Neural Shredder Carbine, Strength 1, AP 2, Assault 2, Poison 4, but Norse Cover and Pinning. So he can have a AP 2 pinning weapon that's going to wound people on 4s. Very good, decent chance of pinning people, because remember, you got to put wounds on people to pin them. He has a automatic pulse pistol. That could be his other option. Strength 8, AP 2. It's a pistol lance with shock pulse, 6-inch range, so you can mess up vehicles if you get real, real close. This guy's essentially a quartermaster. That's why he has this. He yeah, overlooks the armory. Remember, shock pulse affects pretty much every tank in the game. Yes. So you could actually shock pulse a fell blade if you wanted to. Yep. That's great. <laughs> or is a shard bolt pistol 12 inch range strength 4 ap5 pistol 4 rending on a 6 moon silver um if it's a demon or a psyker the wounds are two wounds each and they mm. will spill over if you if you don't know what you're fighting never bring that that's garbage yeah the carbine i like because i like the, the ability to potentially pin someone or if you're worried about vehicles, although if you're getting close to the vehicle, the problem is you shoot the vehicle and he, if he's in the unit, now the unit has to go at the vehicle. He's not, um, I guess the strength seven AP two, so he's not terrible versus a vehicle, but that's not necessarily exactly. Seven, I mean, you could, you could also multi-charge. Oh, and he does what have the, What were the special rules on him again? Um, on the gun? Oh, on the gun? On that particular gun, it's Lance, Lance and, and Shock Pulse. pulse. Strength 8 AP2. Mm, does Shock Pulse affect uh, Dreadnoughts and Automata? I'm trying to That's remember. That's a good question. I could check it up right now. I know it affects tanks. I don't, And it affects... Does it affect knights? I know it doesn't affect titans, because uh, titans have... Uh, um, titans have rules that ignore all your weight yeah, to yeah. affect them. That's essentially what titans have. Um, But... So Dan, Dan's going to look that up. I have it already. So okay. Dreadnought tech. I'm just waiting for. So okay. shock pulse. Oh, uh, any vehicle dreadnought or automata. Yep, that suffers a penetrating hit or unsaved wound from this weapon. Um, may only snap fire. So yes, it does affect uh, dreadnoughts or automata. Okay. Um, Damn. Make some snap fire. Which does snap fire affect melee? No, no. right? No, snap fire uh, shooting. This would be. The problem is the thing you'd really want to fire it at on a on a like a contemptor like oh they got a double last cannon contemptor he's just going to shoot back at you when you fire at him with this weapon that that's the problem it's not that it's bad if they've already used up their reactions fire at their contemptor assuming you're going to go charging into that contemptor or if you want to multi charge um his phosphex bomb, or you might not be shooting that most of the time because you could just be throwing phosphex bombs at people. That's true. <laughs> um, that's the other thing. You do have three of them, so you're going to be throwing some of those bombs out because you don't care if the if it's close to you at all or or if you get in the way of it because you have a two up invul save versus versus it um, because it has the crawling fire special rule. So you're going to be throwing phosphex bombs at people. Remember, actually, I forgot. Keep in mind you have rag grenades. Rag grenades work on charges either direction. So that first round of combat. He, oh, he's going to be strength seven if he wants to. So he will be able to hit. He will be doubling out a yeah. normal space marine, and if Ooh, you dreadnoughts don't, on threes, yeah, uh, yes, he'll be getting dreadnoughts on on that. Uh, no, it lower, oh yeah, because it lowers their toughness. Um, for his sweeping strike, he would then be sweeping strike wounding on threes instead because the things will probably be toughness three. 
So with sweeping strike, it's a lot better because now you have that reaping blow. You got all those extra swings. You are going to be hurting, essentially hitting probably on threes, wounding on threes with three extra attacks. If you did the charge, you're now looking at eight attacks on this. You're going to do a lot of good. This is also especially good if you're with a squad, say more of like a, um, he's Dreadwing, so maybe it makes a little more sense with a Dreadwing type squad. He does not have any rules that would keep him from going with other squads. I know a lot of like Dreadwing type stuff will have, um, uh, what's the rule that keeps you um, characters from going in the other units? Oh, um, uh, that that they, um, uh, <laughs> it's going to drive me up the wall. Yeah, I can't remember. It, the it, it, just, right it literally now. happened on Saturday, too. Wait, it's not Heart of the Legion. No, it's, um, no, it's definitely not Heart of the Legion. They're just. The bitter duty rule. Bitter duty. That's it. Bitter yes, duty. Bitter thank duty. you. He doesn't have that because a lot of times our dreadwing type things might have bitter duty. He does not, so he can go with other units. That absolutely does mean. And remember, also the way we, remember the FAQ. Even if you have bitter duty, you could join other squads. True. It's yes, he, he could and, and vice versa. Yeah. a squad. Yeah. Yes. So, so he you could be able attack. to join certain other dreadwing style squads or some of those other ones like that. Being join other ones. Keep in mind the way our special rule works. If you have a mixture in the unit, if he's Dreadwing and the unit is something else, at on the start of your turn, you choose which of the two to do. So if they have things that you need the Dreadwing rule for, use it. If they're not carrying Volkites and all those sorts of things, swap out to what the rest of the unit is. Um, so where where do we put this guy? I, I hate honestly, and I, I know you want to space him out, but he's we have also to space probably just sooner or later. You can't everything cannot. I know. In the oh, I know. But he's also probably why not for an event. Although I do love the fluff, to be honest. Remember, you see, well, the, I love the fluff that, is lower. That's essentially C. It's A B C. B, yeah, B, or I one hate F. that. That's he C might be because half a step up. And I now, think he he's did a little not. Better. Yeah, he is a little yeah. better. I, I absolutely do. Think um, he is. did he get updated to count as a console type or no? Oh, I don't know. That's actually, I will pull up the so, FAQ. Funny enough, I'm a Warhammer community right now. All right, so we looked up. He counts as a Siege Breaker, Legion Siege Breaker, for Consolaris upgrade purposes. He said the, the particular rights of war don't care about that, but that does let him bring certain types of, what was it, Phosphex with the, what, Mortars, you said? Yeah. Yeah, so it does let him do that, at least. I would put him in the let your opponent know. Again, it's A, B, C, D, and F. I named them fun things to give them a name. But in reality, I would put him in that B level, that let your opponent sort of know. Because I do think he's a, he's better in general. I think he does quite a bit. And again, we call it that. It doesn't mean you truly naturally have to. I think it was just yeah. a clever way to put it. But I do think he does quite a bit more for your army. He has the same Warlord trait, which still isn't really doing me necessarily that much good. I don't feel at least. However, what he does, the fact he has rag grenades, I instantly put you better when you have rag grenades because all of my units perform better with rag grenades. Yes. You know, even I said, even if you put them with some terminators, my terminators are doubling out a lot of things in this game if they weren't before. You know, there's some toughness five stuff out there. Now it's within striking distance to take out quickly. His seven now is within striking distance to take out the multi-wound models at toughness four and all of that. So I, and you have that option of at the start of the battle, you pick the weapon, realize that is that, that his master of the arsenal, it's start a battle. 
not list build. So you get to see That's what your huge. opponent is. So if your opponent is demons and all, take the shard bolter, shard bolt pistol. Oh, they got tons of vehicles. Take the pulse pistol. Otherwise, the neural shredder. You do get to know what it is first. And knowing that is both half the battle and very useful. Apparently no one else here likes G.I. Joe. You guys didn't have childhoods? <laughs> Never watched G.I. Joe. Okay, so I did a little bit of reading and technically you can't take Phosphex with him because Phosphex is technically part of the Siege Breaker war gear. Oh, okay. the quads and such. Okay. Got it. Okay. That well, that's, said, that's rule fine. of cool, I think you should get it. Well, he also still comes with a bomb, so at the end of the day, he at least still yeah. has them himself. Still works. Might not be quite as good, but that's okay. But yeah, I'd put him at that B tier. I think he's definitely quite good. I don't think he's too much for like play. Like that, like th that top category is like this special character. Ooh, that might be over the top unless your opponent is like ready for it. I think your opponent will still have a fine game if this guy's there, but it's he's going to have to worry beefy. about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, that puts Steve to Holguin. Holguin, uh-oh, that's that's PDF, isn't it? That is PDF. Do you have the PDF ready, or i got to pause this thing? I do not. I you do not. I can do we'll be right back. Duke. All right. Steve has the right documents in front of him, so now he can talk about Holguin. All right, so Holguin. For 150 points, we're getting essentially a uh, Cataphracty Armor um, Praetor, because he's got Bastard Legion, all that good stuff. He's got the weapon skill, ballistic skill, strength, all that, as you'd expect. You know, four wounds, four attacks. It's a pretty standard Praetor stat line. He's a yeah. rocket. Um, he's locked in to be Deathwing. Uh, and he is, honestly, special rules-wise, not much is going on there. For his Warlord trait, he's got Marshal the Crown as well. So he's giving that leadership buff to one of the wings as long as they have sight to him. A lot of restrictions there, but it is what it is. Yeah. He's got the Deathbringer's Aegis, which grants a two up armor, four up invul, and Feel No Pain five up. Um, Feel No Pain is nice, but you have to be taking the wounds on him specifically. Hmm. So it, it's a dangerous spot to find yourself in for sure. Then we got the Viridian Blade as his weapon. Gives him two bonus strength at AP2 at initiative with two-handed Mastercraft and Reaping Blow 2. We don't care about the two-handed because we're in Terminator armor. Our offhand weapon is a Bullkite, so we weren't get, getting an extra attack anyway. But that no. Reaping Blow 2 is nice because it's going to put us up to six attacks in a lot of situations. Seven on the charge. Yeah. That feeling of pain, though, is really only going to help you if he's either by himself or if he's in a challenge and then the Reaping mm -hmm. Blow isn't helping you. Yeah. Now, um, he is for 150 points. Yeah. For 150 points, I do think he's a solid value for points because a cataphractic Praetor is basically 120 to start. Yeah. You know, once you hit him out, it's pretty much the same points. And the generic guy is not getting Fuel Pain 5 up. So I think this guy is completely playable. Like, I, I'd field him if I had him. Like, I love Holguin. I'm going to field him. Go for it. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to help you either. Um, yeah. but it's not going to hurt you. I, so it, it sounds to me, I could be wrong. It sounds to me in our, our system is essentially our fancy A, B, C, D, F. Sounds like you're putting him in that D tier. sort of like you love the fluff. Like he's a cool character, but like he's not making or breaking your list. Uh, you know, he's, 
He's more he's of just, there. He's just a dude you sub in. Yeah. Honestly, the big advantage with this guy is that extra pip of strength, so that he's instant deathing um, mortals. Yeah. Wound generates on fives. Which you will start seeing human um, soon because uh, solar rocks yeah. are going to be coming out in plastics. Oh, yeah. And getting mastercrafted on a cataphracty character. Now, keep in mind, he's going to be losing that. Um, compared to a Paragon Blade, he's going to be losing the um, Murder Strike. Well, here's the thing not even the Paragon Blade, because Paragon Blades are usually expensive. The big thing for us, let me go into Dark Angel. I, I'm trying to remember the cost. I'm sure this list, oh, most of my list have this. Yes. Which will be with some of those pluses and all of that anyway. Where's. Uh, Let's see. Did I put it on him? And then you could take the better warlord trait, or a different warlord trait, or just a warlord trait that's not garbage. For one forty-five, you get a cataphracty praetor um, base weapon. Like I put a combi bolt or whatever. That doesn't matter. But you do get a tyrannic great sword at that level. So you can kind of get almost the same. Th uh, in some ways, a little better. So stat wise, would be identical. Those, the weapon skill is 6, the strength toughness 4, the 4 wounds, all of that. So your stats there are identical. Um, you have the 4 binville save, which is fine. You don't have the feel no pain. So currently, he's paying 5 more points. He got some feel no pain. You could take a better warlord trait. Again, I'm just, I don't rate that warlord trait that good. Your tyrannic greatsword, the biggest difference is his weapon is AP2. Tyrannic greatswords are plus 2 strength or AP3. But they're rending and murder strike both on a 5. So... It's sort of a side grade. This weapon mm -hmm. is, oddly enough, it's better when you're not worried about doubling things out as much. Because at least you're cutting through the armor. But the other one can be better in a lot of ways. The, the you know, the murder strike and being AP2 on the fives means any five ups are just very likely going to take people down. Here, he's going to have to nickel and dime people a little bit more. Oh, yeah, for he sure. Yeah, he's, pro he's probably better than the overall Praetor, but he's not so crazy much better. And if you wanted to get by a little cheaper, you still could. So I'm fine with putting him in that. You sort of love the fluff. Oh, sorry. That, that, that level kind of means you can take him, you won't feel bad. Like, yeah. you can take him. I mean, look, for five points, you're getting the better gun, which is so that's basically for free. For free, basically, you're getting a side-graded sword that's going to be master-crafted, which is worth five to ten points. Yeah. And a feel no pain that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. So yeah, you know, yeah, it's the sort of thing. Can't complain. No, it's the sort of thing like it. You know, if you took him, to me, it's like you can just show up with him. You'll have fun. There's no concern, but he's not going to make or break anything for you. Um, and again, I, I, you could make funny of arguments not to take him. Where some of the other ones, the other two. I think you'd make arguments. It would be tough to make the good argument not to take one of those if you if you want to or can or if you have them. Him, I can make an argument not to take the guy. I could get by cheaper. Yeah, I don't get quite as many rules. At, or if I don't put the extra Tyrannic Greatsword on the guy, I can get by even cheaper. I could save myself enough points to do something else with. So, All right. Marduk. Yep, that will yep. put it to Marduk Sardas. Marduk Sedras, 220. So he's movement six, um, because he's in cataphracti. Yeah. Uh, well, cataphracti-ish armor. No, he's in cataphracti armor. I, I know, but it, it doesn't say cat. It's his own. It, it special is cataphracti armor. armor. 
Yeah. If you look at him, it's got uh, crafty armor. Yeah. Weapon skill six, uh, ballistic skill five, strength four, toughness four, four wounds again, so he's chunky. Initiative five, yep. four attacks, initiative ten, two up save. He's Dreadwing. Uh, he's got his own plasma burner, three phosphex bombs, again, with the phosphex. Yeah, Dreadwing a, tends to carry that. Also, I think I said before, yeah. usually if you're in, if you're certain special characters, being in Cataphracty gets you an extra wound. Normal Praetors get three, they get into the, the Cataphracty, they get the extra to four. Yeah. Um, he's got a grenade harness, so basically your version of frag grenades. He's got Regalia, the Sir, uh, Shattered Scepter, special weapon, Death of Worlds, which is uh, another thing. Yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah Death of Worlds is um, a sword. The, one of the coolest fluff pieces, I yes. will point out. I will re- it's a not sword read made the whole fluff, but I'll put it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Master Legion, independent character, relentless, ancient of war. Uh, and he's got his warlord trait. So his warlord trait is a mouthful. Um, so basically, if he's the warlord, then a unit of inner circle Cenobium knights would be selected as the same HQ choice. This is his retinue squad. Um, must be to play with Marduk Cedras as part of the unit, and Marduk Cedras may not voluntarily leave the retinue squad during play. Yep, makes him a retinue. Oh, it's so just retinue. So he just he could take an inner. Is this? Is it? I mean, it says, oh, so so he, they become his retinue, yeah. and he can't take a different retinue instead. Okay, uh, and he gets an extra assault phase reaction. Yeah. So I guess this unlocks. Yeah, Cenobium are not naturally a retinue choice. Okay. That's, He's allowed to take, take them as a retinue. That's pretty cool then. I like it. Um, not the strongest warlord trait, but definitely unique. Um, it, in some ways, it's almost combat. better than the other because you can now take this unit in a different spot that you wanted. Yes. You might want them as a retinue. And the other one, I'm not, I don't feel and it frees I'm up a spot. that, it that much. It frees up, I'm assuming they're elite. Yes, they're elite. Yeah, so it frees up an elite slot. Take more dreadnoughts. Got it. Ancient of War. Start of the battle after deployment, but before the first turn has begun, the controlling player may select a single faction from the allies in the age from the allies in the Age of Darkness table, including their agents of the Emperor, War Master, uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, Marduk Cedras are any friendly units with the Legion of Stardust, Dark Angels must rule that have at least one model within six inches of Marduk Cedras, or a model with the transport subtype on which he is embarked. So if you're in a Spartan, you get your fat ass oh, a yeah. bigger AOE. That's what you do with this guy. <laughs> When all mobs have been deployed, gain the preferred enemy choose faction special rule. So he essentially gives out an AOE preferred enemy. It's better than that. Here's why it's better. You only have to start in that bubble, and then you have it for the game. It's not an ongoing bubble. Wait. Read the last. Read the second to last sentence. Read the rest yeah, of the sentence. For all models in that unit for the duration of the battle. Oh. For the duration of the battle, they gain it. So... You put him in of Spartan, uh, or you could put him in a, a, a Land Raider Proteus if you're saving points. Put him in a Mastodon. Otherwise, you put him in a Spartan. <laughs> put him in a Mastodon. As long as some part of units are within six inches of him, because it's at least one model, as long as someone starts within six inches, you get preferred enemy of the thing of your choice, which is going to be what your opponent is related to their main faction. So you pick that. Now you have tons of models with that preferred enemy. If you care enough, you could make it where maybe you're not going to be able to get your whole army in, or maybe that's a bad idea because it's hold on, hold on. But you could absolutely get your um your like heavier weapons and stuff like that. What was what the is the largest? Saw? What is the largest transport a marine can take? No, we're not. Let's. You're going to go silly here. Are you mastodon. Put him in a mastodon. Hell yeah, mastodon meta right here. <laughs> And the Mastodon is your actually whole, viable. And you can hide your whole damn army behind it to start with as well, so <laughs> no one can see them to shoot them. <laughs> oh my god, you put him in a Thunderhawk? Oh no, but wait. Can you start no, with Thunderhawk the table? You can't. Oh, okay, I'll go. No. Um <laughs> No, you you put him in like a spark. No, you're gonna run I'm tons laughing. of points. 
But yeah. you could run him with some Cenobium, which is like 275, in a in a big old chunky Spartan. There's Spartan like a, is chunky. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of your list, but you're going to have preferred enemy on almost everything in your army. And everything that needs that it, I should out. say. Yeah. Uh, his armor, the Regalia, gives him a two up, four up. But in addition, it allows him to pass any any automatically any dangerous terrain tests. That's okay. fine. Who cares? That's who cares. To a pour up. His sword. So just for fluff reasons, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but his sword is literally made of fragments of other stuff. Um essentially, um he every time he destroys something or he uh what is it? He destroys a sword. No, it's also from like Dead Worlds. So he actually takes like yeah. metal from Dead Worlds and sears them onto his blade. Um, which is just that's so damn cool. <laughs> so um, anyway, it gives him plus five strength. So strength he's strength nine, nine yep. AP two. It is unwieldy, two-handed, curse of the dead world. And vulnerable saves that, and what that means is that normal saves taken um, on hits and flick with us are at minus one to a minimum of six. Yep. So for example, if you're hit with a four up hit and you have a four up invulnerable, it actually goes up to a five up invulnerable. Yeah. So he's a very good chance of killing what he hits. Yeah. At strength nine, he's doubling out most things. Again, yep. uh, assuming normal Marine profiles and stuff like that, he's doubling out most, and whatever your invul save that was saving you before is one worse. Yep. Um, he's savage. Yeah, he's yes. going to be in probably the let your opponent know. Uh, probably with too much kept casual. He might be the top. Um, he also has yeah. a plasma burner. Is his weapon? It's a template weapon, strength six, AB four. It's assault one, but it's breaching on a four up. So essentially, he has a plasma yeah. flame of uh, template, flamer template. Yeah, I'm gonna put him in too much for casual. Um, highest level. He's, he yeah, only be, and it's honestly that AOE preferred enemy. God damn. Yep. I mean, I'm lying about the. I'm, I'm kind of joking about the mastodon, but I actually out of curiosity because Google knows all, right? What is, like what oh, the so is the measurement of, of a, I, no no of I a Spartan of a Spartan no no, oh, no Spartan? I, I was joking with the those, stupid Mastodon no actually I got think I got Spartan in my car and one downstairs I'm not a Spartan, Spartan, Spartan race range. Jesus Christ uh I guess Warhammer it's no I don't be... want the seventy one tons Jesus Christ <laughs> um nineteen by twelve by eight centimeters so nineteen is the length so. Oh, what is 19 centimeters? So one inch is 2.54 centimeters. Oh, what the f That's You wanted to know the answer. That is the answer. I do the math. God damn it. Because <laughs> you're, 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 you're hopped up uh, on too Google. much freedom over here in America. And yeah. You can't convert things. Um, I actually, it's about so seven, it's seven like and a half inches. Five seven and a half inches. Yeah, seven and a half inches. Yeah. So it's seven and a half inches uh, plus what? Your six inch AOE. So you're looking at a 13 and a half inch bubble. No, well, well not even more. Inside. The people in the vehicle automatically have it. You're a six inch bubble off of that. Off the seven and a half inch. So your diameter is what? That's. You're looking at about 19, but there's a seven and a half inch dead zone in the middle of the 19. You, you could think of like, the, you could do this in a variety of ways. You could also talk about the overall area of it. Because technically you're looking at an a, about a nine or so inch radius, about nine and a half inch radius. So you could figure out the overall area, but there is a dead zone there because you can't be right where the vehicle is. But, oh, very true. But if you want to catch things, if you want to catch your heavy weapon squads, you want to catch, say, your bolter squads, you want to catch your dreads, whatever you want to catch, you'll be able to put in there. 
put it put flank a dread on each side put your plasma guns or or your last cannons behind it grab those you're good to go if something's in a transport do they get it i'm assuming yes um they in this case it should go to the unit but in general i'm not sure that's it's like a rule that doesn't normally happen now here's the thing so i would say so, normally there's no there's no more firing ports nothing has a firing port nope. this edition so this is kind of an irrelevant question yeah, but like you, if something's inside the rhino. Well, I think what he's you know. saying is would they they have to get out, yeah. but just does the rhino get it or they get to sprinkle it inside as well? Yeah, that's what I was asking. I don't know if there's a spot in this game where that would come up other than this. Who else has a bubble? Oh no. Well, I don't think anyone. Even a bubble that just happens later. I can't think of yeah, Gosh, no, I don't. Bubbles. I can't think of anyone with a bubble. So, how exactly is this rule worded? Uh, but, but any friendly units with? So, dude, are they, units inside transports? Normally, units inside transports are not considered on the board. So then, I'd say no. Okay, so they do have to be out of the transport at the beginning. Yeah. What What I would okay. say, someone on the YouTube comments, if you believe otherwise, give us page numbers as to where. Yes, my, please. My this overall is a weird belief, one. without spending the next thirty minutes going through this, and and when I'm editing, I'm gonna go through this and see if I catch it. My overall idea would be that in the game, it's usually the idea that if your transport is on the board, you are not the transport is. So yes. therefore, the unit is not starting close enough. So I would rule on the caution of saying no if you're in a transport. They would need something specific that calls out the yes here, though. It, this isn't like a, oh, they kind of allow it in this case. No, they would need to say somewhere, being in your transport, you get the rules that your transport does. I yeah. don't, oh, um, if you have outflanked, does it confer? Oh, but that's conferring technically in the other direction, right? If you're a dedicated transport and you have outflank, your transport gets outflank. But that's you giving it to the vehicle, not the vehicle giving you the. Give rules. it to you, yeah. So I would, I would still say no, unless there's a good reason. But if it ends up being a yes, even better. But um, I agree. I still I, put him in the top cat. That doesn't change top my care, top tier. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't change what I'm gonna say and, and put him in the top category. Yeah. Um, I assume you're not gonna fight us on that, Steve. How awesome this man is. No. Nah. No. I, I I couldn't in good faith tell you that you're wrong. No. I, yeah. Unwieldy, you gotta let your might, opponent know. Yeah, he, he might strike last, but his weapon's doubling a lot of people out, and your saves that keep you safe aren't saving you anymore. I kind of, like, I hate hey, that. I, I could only imagine I if he had rag. Actually, I do, I do he, own his model. I haven't actually worked on him yet, but I do have him. It would be cool if he had rag grenades, too, just to add on to the level of ridiculous. Well, Ragnar needs to then definitely. make it. He's doubling out like pretty much everything in the game. Yes. And, you know, like, oh, what normally would save them, they don't even barely get that at all. So it would be nice. The Phosphex bombs aren't bad, though. Having some Phosphex bombs are nice. Um, there's nothing that says he couldn't. There's some ways to get Rad grenades. Um, actually, for where am I looking at? For it's their Eschaton Imperative. Does that give? Does that let us hand out rag grenades? I'm I play my uh, my uh, death guard a lot more often lately, and they can hand out rag grenades nicely. I don't think these guys do. Okay. Um, even an eschaton, they don't. Uh, no, that gives the markers where some cool stuff happens. 
can let me take a look one other thing that's of interest i'm looking at elites the inner dempters have bitter duty yeah inner dempters have bitter duty so i was gonna say because they are a unit with rad grenades so but not can't join them yeah unfortunately there's not really ways to get him rad grenades unless it's like a uh, a multi-charge at least not that i see or not easily there might be some other little special way, but I don't see the way to do it. All right, that takes him. Um, Dan, that one. So, there. Steve, do you care which of the white scars guys you do? Um, not particularly. No. Do you want the one that's out of the main book or not out of the main book? I don't know if you close the other document. I have the document open, but I'm also in that section of the book, so I'm very adaptable there's only right. two right there's only two so why don't you take uh why don't you take the first one quinza okay absolutely because um, then i i have the other thing kind of pulled up maybe in a little bit of an easier yeah. way so for white scars our first character should be kinza he's the master of the kashig the chosen of the kagan for 220 points you're going to get a slightly faster traitor because he's a white scar so he's no yeah, faster he than other white scars Actually, he has an initiative of six, so he does have a little bit more initiative. And four wounds for some extra uh, durability over other Tartaros Terminators. A fifth attack also would denote that he is fast because he swings his um, he swings the tails of the dragon a little bit faster. Dadao. It, it's a Dadao. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> um, Oh, wow. That's a lot of rules. Okay, so we got Tartarus Armor, Iron Hail, so he'll have the 4-up save instead of a 5-up save, because he's better than that. He has a Grenade Harness, so he's, you know, not charging into combat against a little bit down by terrain, because that would be terrible. Um, Master Legion, Counter-Attack 2, so if you get charged, you're getting 2 attacks, which is insane. Furious Charge 1, so you're getting up to Strength 5, really Strength 8, or Strength 6, which we'll find out on the turn you charge into combat. Mm-hmm. Um, we got bulky, relentless, stubborn, master of the Kashig, and a special warlord trait chosen of the Kagan. So, this warlord trait, um, you get to just pick a unit like you're in from reserves now. No need to roll, and you get an extra assault phase reaction. Um, for master of Kashig, you can give your Terminator command squads. Power Glaives for five points, which they don't normally have access to, because remember, command squads, while they all take challenges, are not characters for special weapon choosing purposes. And then his weapons are uh, the Tales of the Dragon. It's got two different ways you could attack. You can split the mountain or part the horse's mane. Splitting the mountain puts you at strength plus three, AP two, unwieldy, and mastercrafted. So you'll be hitting at strength seven, eight on the charge, or so instant deathing people. But you should have won, so it's like having a power fist almost. And the other option is to go part of the horse's mane. Plus one strength, AP two, melee, precision strikes three up, master crafted. So essentially, instead of getting the murderous strike on a uh, paragon blade, you are instead getting precision strikes on it. On a three up, which is pretty awesome. It's pretty much almost all of them. Yeah, what he's yeah. going to do really. Um, the bonus attack for having two swords is included in the profile, which is why he has five attacks instead of four. The one thing with the ma- master of the Keshig is that it's 
when he's leading a Legion Tartarus command squad that they get it, unfortunately. He has to he has to take it as a command squad and he has to be in part of it. I mean, as long as, you know, it's his command squad. Yes. Although, I mean, aren't the Ebon Keshig already Tartarus? Like, does it, uh, here's a weird question. I know it says Tartarus when he's leading. No, it's, it's Legion Tartarus. No, Legion Tartarus okay. is the actual name of the General Tartarus. Got it's it. not so it people, be... the distinction would be if it was in Tartarus armor. It's not got Tartarus it. armor, it's Legion Tartarus. Got it. Okay, got it. good, good, good. Yep, yeah. So what um, do you think I don't of this think fast he man? breaks anything. He's no. just really cool. He's not folding game rules in half. No. He's uh, not... Auto reserves is nice. It's one nice, auto reserve. He's not, he's not folding in half, though. And it's once per battle. And I you mean, it could be a really a big deal. It's not like reserves a... are... Th- don't get me wrong. We've all had games where we roll poorly for our reserves. But you're getting one automatic when it's normally a three up for all the rest of it. That's a gain, but it's not a huge gain. Um, where do you want this guy on our uh, listing here? One pip above perfectly average because he has the versatility of how he attacks, which I do think is significant to note, but mainly that reserves thing. Because I have seen a White Scars player fail that three-up roll three turns in a row. He also got bumped to leadership 10 in the update to the... Uh... Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong character. He's already leadership ten. <laughs> I got ahead. I got ahead of myself. Looked at, looked at the <laughs> laptop, saw the PDF, and oh, that's pink. That changed. Ah, uh, different character. But um, you know, he's he so, is cool. I he's worth running. Right. Over a regular guy, he's worth running. So, so are you putting him in the the course swain? Like, yeah, you can take him an event. You know, very very middle of the road. You're not going to feel mm, bad for taking I, him, but actually, you could take him in to play anyone or you're going to put him like, nah, you, you should kind of like no. let your opponent know he's a bit, he's a bit better. You could take him and play anyone. I think I agree. he's, you are paying points for his ability. Yes. Cause he figured that the, you know, the Terminator Praetor with Paragon blade is like 150 ish points, right? Yeah. And in, in that sort of range, pretty close to that at least. You're paying 70 points for all those other buffs. I think, I think it's worth. I think you're paying for it for sure. Yes. But it's definitely a unique ability, so you're very happy to have it. So I think he's something you're totally fine just showing up to the table with. Like, you're cool with characters? Okay, cool. Here's my guy. Don't stress about it. Just know I get to bring in reserves once per game when I want. Yeah, he, he feels like to me like you, you take him in a Tartarus command squad, you... Put them in like a Proteus. These guy moves up. He can hit the spot where you want. He makes sure that I, if I'm doing this, uh, White Scars is an army that can take a lot of reserves. But this might be a case of the reason you only want like one big unit in reserve, because then you can just guarantee when you want. Um, in, instead of rolling, can you choose to keep them out or have it remain in reserve for that turn? Uh, well, once per battle conquest. Uh, for him, it is. He has flank. He gives flank to another unit. But no, you can choose to make it stay in reserve. Yes. If you want. Or, but you can only kind of do it once. So, I mean, not that you'd want to keep them out longer, but if you want to like turn three a unit, you could have him. Uh, but then it's no guarantee it even comes in the no turn guarantee. three because you do have to roll. 
then. Yeah. But there are times you definitely don't want things to turn up. Like if your oh, opponent yeah. has a ton of augury scanners and you have not put in the house rules to limit it to three augury scanners. Um, your flank your flank assault will fail if yeah. they turn around and they blast you with 20 sun killers with plasma cannons. Well, that's just mean. They shouldn't be taking 20 sun killers. I mean, they're paying for it, but yeah. No, you're um, paying for it in the loss of your army. Uh, yeah, I'm fine wrong. with him as being very middle of the road because to me, I am. I'm not super thrilled with him. I do like the things he does, but I, I was. I personally wouldn't run him. So if so, if someone's running him, I'll never look at him and be like, "Oh man, that's it's bad that you ran him," or like, "Oh, I should have known." Like, no, it's fine. You want to run this guy? You want to pay the extra points? You paid tons of extra points to get your one unit to come in when you like. That's fine. You were probably going to get him anyway when you wanted. Blood Angels do it with the right of war. It's fine. Yeah. I agree. All right. We got one more White Scar guy. Um, Solomon Khan. He's 180 points. So he's out of the legacies. We're taking a look at this guy. Um, he's got that extra move because he is, he is White Scar. Uh, he's weapon skill 6. He's got ballista skill and strength of 5. So he is stronger in general. Toughness of 4. He's got his 3 wounds, his 5 initiative. He's got 4 attacks. His leadership is 9. He's not nearly as uh, brave as some of these other people have been on a 2-up save. Um, he has a combi melta. So essentially a one-shot melta. He's got a, a bolt pistol. Um, Tesson. Uh, frag, crack grenades. He's got an iron halo and artifice armor. So he's a 2-up, 4-up. He has relentless. That's fine. And his other special rules are either the standard ones or going to relate to his special war gear that he has. If you want, you could put him on a jet bike, scimitar jet bike for 30 extra points. So for 210, you could put him on a jet bike, run him with jet bike squad. Um, he's an ally of the Silent Order. Uh, an attachment that includes Solomon Khan may include a single Knight Centura as a non compulsory HQ choice without Ooh. taking up the force organization. A rep. Uh, Raptura Cadre may be taken as a retinue for that Centaura. Um, Scissors of Silence, including this army, with are treated as sworn brothers. So you get the highest level of battle brothers, essentially. So you can bring a sister and a Raptura Cadre for her to hang out with. So that's really neat. Yeah. Because I could talk about that. But talk yeah. about it. So first of all, that that's the Knight Centaur that reduces your weapon skill down to one uh, if she touches you on a two up. Ooh. So she's like an excellent duelist, if you will. Um, and then her, her squad uh, all has the, you could take them with really cheap with execution. They all have two wounds, uh, but you could take them really cheap with execution blades. Um, but the big thing is they can all take like um, command squad weapons. So you can arm them all with power axes or um, pretty much anything you kind of want. Um, but again, the big thing is now you could put him in an assault vehicle, the Acquisitor. I always forget the name of the Caron. It's it's called the Caron. Um, roll that up. It's an assault transport. It's a hover vehicle. It moves very fast. And you get it basically with the army and they're sworn brothers. So they don't really kind of affect each other. No. Um, the other thing is he is a master of the Legion, but he's not um, assigned a warlord trait. So you do get choices now. Which is rare. We've seen a lot of these guys usually get it assigned. He is not. Um, well, sorry, Master of Legions lets you take rights of war, but he could be your warlord and he wasn't assigned a special trait. Most of these guys have been assigned warlord traits. Um, his Hassan, it's a power weapon. 
It is strength 10, AP 2. It's melee. It's unwieldy. It's brutal 2. It's a specialist weapon, Reaping Blow 1, and Hammerhand. Hammerhand is that during any fight subphase, um, Khan's controlling player may choose to have him make a single attack initiative step 10 with a profile. This is effectively their sort of lance. That's in essence what this piece is here. It's a strength 12 AP2 melee, but brutal 3. The lance are a little bit different, but it's that sort of idea. Um, he gets no bonus for charging um, or anything else. So he could, instead of his... Um, uh, with a profile instead of attacking, so he can either do his normal attacks, which would be four attacks, five on the charge. He has a boat pistol and oh, his weapon specialist, so doesn't help you, but essentially five attacks on the charge at strength 10 AP2. He'll go at the end, but it is brutal too with that reaping blow. Or you can go right at the top with one swing at strength 12 AP2, brutal three. So if you have one thing to kill, you can do that. If you got a bunch of stuff to kill, I'll swing later with my strength 10 AP2 weapon. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a super special hand. Like I said it's not actually a lance, but it works similar to the lances where they can trade it out for one really good hit. Uh, you're paying 180 points for this guy. He might actually be good on a jet bike with what? Which unit is it that he wants to go? The Golden Keshig. Are they the ones? Uh, the one, I'm talking about the units on the jet bikes. Yeah, the golden Keshig. That's the oh. their specialized. That's their special white scar okay, unit. It's the golden Keshig one. Yeah, because those are the guys with their power lances. That's what it was. Yes, yeah. it's the, uh, uh, Kantos, um, power lance, strength ten, AP one, uh, ungainly. Ungainly just means the one swing. They essentially have the rule that way instead. But it has Lance, it's Brutal 3, Sudden Strike 4. So essentially, they go very early because of the Sudden Strike part. He goes early because it puts him straight to 10. But either way, those two together, that's not a bad way to do it. Because now, I've, I've faced that unit before. Depending on what you are getting hit with, especially if it's like a Contemptor, if you have that sort of unit, they can absolutely take a Contemptor down. But if you don't take enough of the Golden Keshik, you could be a little bit of a disadvantage because if the hits don't go perfect, it's not auto hits and stuff like that. It's just a power weapon. So, yeah, gains a bonus to attack for charging on special rules. Yeah, it, there's no auto hit, so there's a chance you don't roll right. There's always a chance you roll a one on the to wound. This guy in that unit is absolutely going to be buffing them up. And if you don't want to put him in that unit, he is still good otherwise. He's good in other units. Or if you don't need to go early, you can unwieldy at strength 10 AP2. You're doubling out most stuff in this game. Stuff that can be doubled out. And with uh, Brutal 2, gives you two shots to double each of those things out. You're going against Custodes, great weapon against Custodes. Going against anything in Amazing Space Marine armor, against Custodes. great against anything in Space Marine armor. Because Brutal 2 is how... It's really rough sometimes when someone has a four Bimble save and you're like, hi, W out. I rolled my four. Well, now you got to roll two times. So now there's a much better chance that you're going to fail. Oh, one God. And Custodes have a six up. Unless you're going against their Terminators, Custodes have a six up and vulnerable. Yeah. So, so you're insta killing. Yeah. You're insta killing header on guard. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> or if, like I said, or if you're going against something Cataphracty armor, now you're actually very likely to take it down because now it's rolling twice for each save. There's a really good chance they're going to fail one out of those two because they need both of them. You know, um, essentially on those dice, it's only 25% chance that you make both. So if you're making them roll two dice 75% of the time, you're going to take take them down. Um, I like this guy better than the other one. 
I also like his ability to bring in a sister unit. I think that's a cool little extra piece. It's both nice and fluffy for who he is, but it's also a nice addition because of what they can do. And if he's your warlord, you get to pick your trait. You can pick the trait that you actually think is good. You're not kind of forced in. You're not given a warlord trait. And you're not forced into one. Um, it's been a little bit since I've looked at the warlord traits. So I'm looking at them again. Uh, Born in the saddle is not bad if you're putting them on a vehicle. If you're really try or I'm um, sorry, on a jet bike because you're really trying to go with that. Um, the warlord and all the models that have cavalry ignore difficult terrain and they got four pinball against wounds inflicted by failed dangerous terrain. Hey, you could take that. You can take that one if you want. Or if you're loyalist or traitor, you have your own special ones that are locked. Uh, I would probably put this guy in that B level that lets your opponent know. Yeah. I think he's better than the other one for sure. I think he does more. Again, that level isn't necessarily that like your opponent has to know. But I, I could see this guy, if you don't know some of the stuff he does, being like, wait, he does what? Wait, his weapon does what? Like, yep. that let your opponent know couldn't isn't necessarily that you have to let them know before you come to the table, but it's like, I need to explain to you what this guy's about to do. Because otherwise, oh, oh, he hasn't gone yet? No. Well, his weapon's going to double everything out that you swing at, kind of thing. So I, I, I put him there. I think you kind of have to know what you're about to face. And it doesn't sound like I'm getting any fights on that, so... No, I absolutely I'm... concur. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's quite good. Um, his picture, I think, is actually from the from the card game on the phone. I, I, I grabbed their pictures from either models or other spots. I think that's actually what his picture's from. I do play that game. It's actually pretty fun. I haven't played it in a little while, but they did a normal 40K one as well. They started with the Heresy one, then they did a normal 40K one. All right. That finishes the White Scars. That puts us on to Space Wolves. We'll probably do Space Wolves, and then we'll see the time. That might be where we end is with Space Wolves. But Ooh, I believe it puts it to Dan. I don't get to do my favorite. I want to do What's Havral. Your favorite? Havral. Okay, well, let's, Steve let's do Havral. Do, uh, uh, I'll Gygor. cover Gygor. Hey, do Gygor. No, this is the first plastic named character for Horse yes. Heresy. Yes, it is. Him and uh, Aramon. So, Geiger Fellhand, plastic model. He's got a bolter. He's got a, like a lightning tickly finger claw. And he's got a little nice little knife. So, what do these, you know, daggers, knives, and claws do? So, for 135 points, you're going to Geiger Fellhand. He is not a Praetor. No. Is he the first non Praetor so far? Uh, yes. Of the ones we've talked about, ooh, yes, stat-wise, yeah, he's the first one who hasn't really yeah. met those stats. So he's only only weapon skill 5. He does have the third wound, though, but he's only at 3 attacks, so he's in leadership 9, so he's definitely not Praetor-level stats. He is no. Captain Plus. Captain Plus a wound. Yeah, he's Chunky Centurion. Basically. Yep. Um, he's got a Bolt Pistol, Bolter, The Fell Hand, Frag Crack, Refractor Field, Artificer Armor, He's got skirmish as a subtype because he's a space wolf, and they're all like, ooh, let's have three-inch coherency. And plus one cover save. And plus one cover save. <laughs> um, you know, he's relentless. He's got counterattack one. He does have Master of the Legion, but he's not Praetor-level stats, which is interesting. 
And refractor is a five up invul. Five up. It is yeah. five up. Sir. So yeah, he's a lesser invul as well. It's 135 points, which is not cheap. So hopefully no. his warlord trait makes up for it. And this claw of his. It probably so won't. Warlord trait. He has this warlord trait. Can't take any others. This man and any all models and any any friendly unit he joins gain preferred enemy independent characters as a special rule. They also gain Theanlo Pain 5 up when locked in combat with one or more enemy models with independent characters as a special rule. In addition, you get an extra reaction in the movement phase. Their special so, reaction is movement phase, so that is something. It is. It's, you yeah. got too close, now I charge you. Yeah. Right? So, so it's yeah. useful for that. That's a really strong Warlord trait. Yeah, it's very specific. Remember, if there's one independent character in a unit, you get preferred enemy against that entire unit. So yeah. You attach your magos to a squad of robots. Well, now I have preferred enemy that unit. Here's the funny part: it doesn't say in close combat either. The, the field of yeah. pain is locked in combat. The yeah, preferred so enemy is not attached into a last cannon squad. And just yeah. laser the shit out of something. To, to yeah. get the use of it, I think that's the sort of thing. Because otherwise, if you're waiting for the close combat for that part, and realistically, you don't probably have tons and tons of independent characters. So if I can target him, like I said, with last cannon squads, that's meaningful. If I got to go hunt you down in close combat, th that that's tougher to do. If you to have be to fit fair, the space character, wolves tough. can run and charge. Yes, they, they, they can no reach much better getting to combat. Yes, they can definitely reach much better. But there might be some lists. Some of my list, I run two independent characters, and they're both in the same squad. That's it. So that one squad, you get your rule against. You get against nothing else in my army. I, I do think True. it's 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 very hit and miss depending on what your opponent has. So you're saying you almost don't want the command squad for him. Or if you do, give them combi melters so they re-roll uh, those ones. Yeah, if I want to make <sighs> close combat, I do want something like that. Otherwise, like I said, he could start with a cool heavy unit, plink something down, and then go run off. Or just protect them, make sure nothing happens to them. Remember correctly, you can't leave and join in the same turn, right? So we'll be sitting out there in the wind for a minute. Well, I thought you could. That'd be crazy if you couldn't. You can't come in and in and out of a transport in the same turn, but I'm pretty sure you can leave and come back in into a different unit. That'd be awful if you couldn't. But now, but again, now that you say it, now I'm much more unsure of myself. Yeah, I felt real confident until you're like, "Can you do that?" I'm like, <laughs> uh, maybe. I know in some editions you couldn't. Others, I'm not sure. So I, I remember back in last check. edition, you left in the beginning of the movement and you joined at the end of the movement. That sounds made up. Uh, that's what it was. It used to be you. You you could you would only join a unit at the end of the movement phase, but you left at the beginning of the. It was a choice at the beginning of the movement phase. It would be under independent characters. Um, while would, you talk about it, Dan is going yeah. to look, and I will try to help. Okay, so yeah, last we have the fell hand is weapon. It's a lightning claw, but you're gaining a strength, and it's master crafted, and runs on a five instead of a six, and does reaping blow one. So it's a super duper lightning claw. And it's not a specialist weapon. It is not. So you do get Ooh, four attacks. So he'll have four attacks, six with the reaping blow, seven on the charge. Wait. If this no, no, no. four attacks, five attacks with reaping blow. Sorry, wait, six it, attacks. Yeah. yeah six I, attacks I, on I, the I, charge. I, I added twice. Wait, Oops. I was like, wait, what? That's a really bad habit I have of adding things twice. Like, I did the thing, and then I'm like, all right, now I have to do the thing. It's not intentional. I'm not trying to cheat. <laughs> I just 
am not. No, you're good. You're good. The, the mental addition. Like I said, I, I'm looking at this guy and it's like, okay, he's not melee boss. He's not, you know, tank boss. He does buff the unit he's in and put him in a group of, la- honestly, put him in a group of Volkite. That'd be hilarious too. Um, but he's not like auto take for me. I don't know, Steve. What are you thinking? He's not auto take. I don't know if he's great value for the points. He's not for 135. Bad. You get you get preferred enemy to something. That's how I'm looking at it. Is it worth 135? I mean, you're not going to charge the last cannon squad because if you charge the last cannon squad, he will rip it to sh- rip something to shreds, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's like. Uh, what can deep strike assault marines um like if assault marines charge that last cannon squad they're gonna shoot you on the way in and then he is gonna like crush you great please i get a bonus movement phase reaction exactly overwatch so i could what's called the interceptor you with the last cannons and not worry about it and then you shoot me i'm gonna return fire with the last cannons and not worry about it and And then then you you charge charge me that's fine i have counterattack on him yeah, exactly. So, in my opinion, it's it's like he's good in Alaska. He's a good support unit, which is kind of sad because I feel like he should be like in melee. Um, he's a good support unit. Not you're, you're not going to feel bad for taking him. I don't think you're going to feel worse for not taking him. What, what are the categories again? I'm glad Dave shared his screen. Yeah, I put him in C. So um, love the fluff. While we're doing the independent characters, you can leave and join a different unit in the same turn. That's fine. Things you can't do, you can't leave if you're locked in. Stuff like that. Um, if you don't intend to join a unit, you got to be outside of coherent, out out of coherency with them. All of that. But there's nothing that stops you from doing it. Okay. All right, and we're we're very middle he of the is, road with this man. Lore uh, wise, he's known as a failed commander. So yeah. It makes sense. I put him in love the fluff. He's not bad. He's not good. He's he's C. In my opinion, at least. Well, so, uh, that would tend to be D. Love the fluff is D rank. No, S A B C. Oh, you're calling S? Okay, yeah, sir. S A B C. Oh, okay, yeah, I was so gonna C. say. My wait buttons. a minute. Am I crazy? <laughs> I um, like, oh, I'm thinking the same it thing. It really depends on what you're gonna do with that preferred enemy. Yeah. That's also true. But so that means there's options to make it worthwhile, which I think is good. But when I look at someone to be like on a better ranking, I want to always know what to do with it. I want the rule to work even when I don't have a good idea. This rule is like, oh, you want to use him? Okay, how are you going to use this rule? Because otherwise you're paying a lot of extra points for you're paying Praetor points for not Praetor bits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because his weapon, again, his weapon, okay, it's rending on a five, but otherwise it's only AP three, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah, uh, the rule didn't help as much, but he's got a great weapon. He really helps out in combat. You already have stuff with a lot of counterattack. That's not necessarily like a new thing. He doesn't give like bonus counterattack or anything like weird or crazy like that. So, yeah. All right. He's a good fluffy choice. Never feel bad taking him. He's not going to be yet. And he's plastic. He's not the, and he's plastic. Exactly. That's a bonus. Ah, uh, now we get to one of my more favorite special characters, only because he looks like Fat Bastard. Um, for the, oh, that's going to date me. I don't yeah, think Austin yeah, Powers is Miles relevant. Bang. No, Austin Powers. Actually, my wife and I were talking about this the other day, and I don't know why we brought it up. But, oh, because um, they were talking about a movie with, um, they were talking about, was uh, uh Goldfinger or whatever, when Oddjob was yeah. in it. 
And she made the joke about, oh, who throws a shoe kind of thing. I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) that movie kind of left the zeitgeist. Like, it was a spoof of James Bond stuff, but the James Bond stuff has, like, lingered, and that just didn't. Didn't. It's weird. Yeah, but yeah, he is literally fat bastard. Uh, but he's also really cool as a model. I I'll explain why when I get to the item. But he's really cool. So he's two hundred ten points. So he is on the higher side. He's moving seven weapon skill six ballistic skill five across the board strength toughness wounds four initiative five four attacks leadership ten to up save. He is in Tartaros Terminator armor, so he's going to have that five. But he has iron halo, so he has a four pin vulnerable. Uh, he has a heavy bolter. Um. This is weapon, which is just really stupid cool, in my opinion. <laughs> He's literally one-handing a heavy bolter, which is awesome. And he has an axe called Heart Splitter. He's got Battle Cunning. Is that a special? Oh, it is a special one. Yeah. Uh, he's a Master Legion, Relentless, so he could run. He could actually sh- walk and shoot that heavy bolter, which is awesome. Uh, he's inexorable. He has Counterattack 1, so it doesn't matter if he's charging or charged. He's got Fear 1. That's really nice. And bulky too. And Warlord trade his head taker. So let's talk about head taker first. So, first of all, uh, Varl, I guess the H is silent. Varl, Redblade, and all models in the friendly unit he joins gain the preferred enemy infantry special rule. Ugh, that's disgusting. <laughs> all right, that's better than the last guy. In addition, he gets an additional assault phase reaction. So you can overwatch twice or uh, stand near ground twice. Uh, already, that's already amazing. We'll get back to that, but that's just Jesus Christ. Battle cutting up to three units, uh, entirely models with the infantry unit subtype in the same attachment as uh, the red blade, maybe given scout, which is that that's a free move in before turn one, right? Or is that infiltrate? No, no, infiltrate free you move. show up on the board. Scout is a move, it's the free move. Okay, yeah. so again, mwah, beautiful. Uh, hearth splitter is his axe. Uh, it is strength plus two, so it's hitting at strength six. AP two, melee, armor bane. So it's an at initiative AP two axe at strength six with armor bane. Which means armor you do bane, have some your... potential onto vehicles. And dreadnoughts. You get to reroll against dreadnoughts. Yes. And it's still tough on dreadnoughts. You still need fives, but. Fives, but still. Five attacks. I, I I would still try to steer clear of them with this guy, yes. but it means if they hit you, you can at least do something. I like this guy a lot. Um, he's like he's his lot, warlord trait. He's a lot better. He's more yeah, expensive. His, he's like 80 more points, but he's a but, lot but better. But he's worth it. He First of all, he gives the unit preferred enemy infantry. So I don't care what unit you put him in, it's gonna hurt. Uh, put him in the... Um, oh, what the hell are the wolf units called? Um... The Terminators? Uh, no, the ones that attack on death. Death Swarm. Death Swarm. Can he join? Oh Can he join Death Swarm? Or do they have that? Do they have like a weird no. special rule? Um, I'm looking at their stuff. Yeah, look up their stuff. Nope, it's cannot it, I be think, joined by independent characters. There it is. Than, they have that Speaker of the Dead or Caster of Runes. There so it no. is. Okay, so don't join them. Yeah. Put them in the Varagear. Put them in the Varagear. Um, no, no, also have, the Varagear also have counter attack. That's hilarious. Um, Jesus Christ. Not have Lord's Banes. They can actually attack uh accept challenges for him. Yeah, no. So first of all, his warlord trait's amazing. Because most everything is infantry in the game, unless you're going against like a dreadnought heavy list or a tank heavy list, but most most everything is infantry, right? Battle cutting, he could choose three units with for scout. So it seems like not a lot, but starting seven or sometimes eight, or maybe you have an assault squad. 
it's a lot 12 when you can, when when you can yeah. run and charge yeah that's that's big that's that's and it's three units too and then it's axe is actually good you're striking at initiative five with five attacks whether you charge or don't charge who gives a damn right um five attacks you're going to be hitting probably on fours if it's uh no no because it's what it's called six so unless you're in the chat oh no he's in a squad that accepts challenges for him so you're hitting on threes out of five attacks wounding on twos um at initiative five so probably before all the other power fists get to go um he's got a heavy bolter sure that's just cool i like the fact that he has a heavy bolter um he's really really good um so i pulled up scout because i don't use it i want to make sure we have this right and we we don't so after both sides are deployed including infiltrators before the first player has taken their turn a unit contains at least one mile with the special rule can choose to redeploy if it's infantry artillery dreadnought or automata um each mile can be redeployed anywhere entirely within six inches so it's not their move it is six. a six in this case we're talking about infantry got it okay, however okay, okay. that's six inches you're a move seven unit now you're at 13 you got to run there's another force now you're at 17 and now you're talking about potentially charging you which is charge. your extra 2d6 so reliably we'll call that extra seven you can reliably it, or, on average dice if you are lined up across from an opponent you make their you make the charge on them half the time yep if you happen to be going second and they move forward at all, they're hundred percent in your charge range. Yep. So, and if you happen to be a little bit faster for any reason, or if you just happen to roll a little bit better, you can easily hit people that are on the line. And again, that aura of fear one on yeah. a 40 mil base, that's really nice. Yeah. Or even I like a, nice, a nice part of scout is let's face it. Sometimes the terrain that you want to be at is outside of your deployment zone. Yep. So, Oh, I want to get behind this. I want to be in that ruins, whatever it may be. Notice it's a six-inch redeploy. It's not a move, so you don't have to worry about ruins slowing you down or anything like that. Just go pop right into the train piece that you want yep. if that's where you want to be. I'm going to put him too much or casual. I was going to put him let your opponent know, but the more I talk about preferred enemy and the more I talk about scout, and I do like his weapon. Again, at initiative strength six, AP two. With Armor Bane. Armor Bane is what? Roll 2d6 on vehicles? Yeah. D yeah so, and reroll versus Dreadnoughts on Dreadnoughts. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, that one we brought. And Automata as well. Um, and Automata is tough to six now. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2d6 on average is what? A seven? Yes. So, so that's armor 13. So he's glancing. He, he's Your, mostly. It's a vehicle. You have back armor. Oh, that's right. Unless it's a land raider, you're pretty much penning the damn thing. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I, some I, of the I'm other characters only had one die, so it could spike a little bit more. With his yeah. two dice, he's more reliable to be getting through things that aren't raiders. No. Yeah. I'm putting him on too much for casual. All right, uh, Steve. What do you think? I mean, we said preferred enemy in the main character is pretty decent and gave play to Mister Gigor. Yeah, but for enemy infantry is even more wide. As long as you're not playing that one weird guy who only wants to play uh, Imperial Knights, you're in a pretty good spot with that Warlord trait. Hey, that weird guy probably listens to this podcast. Does he? Uh, <laughs> you know allegedly, that weird guy. <laughs> allegedly, I might. Yeah. Wait, what? We don't have anyone who plays with only knights. What? 
<laughs> or only dreadnoughts. That's true. But, Although, wait, no, no, knights. Wait, wait. We all decided, including him, that all dreadnoughts is not a fun time. Yeah, yeah. But no, no. Not, the uh, our, we're talking about our friend Lou, who's awesome, by the way. He's a great dude. And have you ever seen his? He is. I mean, does he have even have Instagram? The man doesn't have an Instagram, does he? Oh, damn well, it, Lou. The husband, I don't know if he has anything. I'd love to shout his Instagram. I don't think he has one because he paints so goddamn beautifully. It, it pisses me off. Like, I can't shout him out because he doesn't have an Instagram. <laughs> he listens to us too, which is funny. Um, but he has armagers. And armagers got fact to become dreadnoughts now. Yeah, and so it works on them. It works on them. So, honestly, he's scary. I like him. I'd put it, yeah, I'd definitely put him on too much for casual. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. And again, let's be honest. Putting them at that level doesn't mean you can never take them. Absolutely. In fun games, please take these people. That's just the, the way I put it if they're absolutely the tops. And this guy this guy is. Um, yeah. Getting preferred enemy just on infantry, make that your target. And when the targets, if you need to instead, you can go against a vehicle. You have a decent shot at going against the vehicle as well. Um, your imps, Three of your infantry units can have scouts so now they can be much better positioned. He's buffing your army. He's doing a good job himself. And he does quite a bit. Fear is another big thing. That's not something a lot of Space Marines get. So causing fear is actually really, really big as well. Uh, and and his, his other part of his Warlord trait, getting the extra in the assault phase is good. Because again, getting it in the movement phase is nice, but your ability is like once per game. And then the movement phase is not quite as important. Because you can run in charge, movement phase reactions aren't quite as much, I don't personally feel. But the assault phase, either being able to you know shoot when people come into you, whatever is like that, I think that's actually really big. So yeah, I'm fine with putting him up there. I think he's super good. I'd agree. All right. Um, is it 10.30? Yeah, the, next, the problem is the next Legion has four. So I think that Damn. might be a good idea to put it there. Not because of the amount we've went through. But I don't want to split a legion in half. I'd rather finish the legions. So, and, and this might be something, I don't think we're doing it tonight, but this might be something as we go through that we do this. And then we also record something else a little bit short that we want to talk about or something else like that as well. So these might take a little bit longer to get through. Um, also with starting up with work, I just have other things to do as well. I can't necessarily sit here till midnight doing this tonight. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely can't do midnight. I do too many midnights in a row. Oh, I agree. Well, Plus, this means I can actually edit this and and be sure it's out on time and work on that hey. report we did. But now hey, to we our got listeners, guys, and I don't yeah. honestly, I don't know how many special characters there are. Depends on the legion. Some have a bunch, and some have like none. Now, speaking of our listeners, real quick, poll okay. for our listeners, real quick. Uh, so I'm doing old Viewers. world trays. It'd be more people who Viewers, view yeah. than just listen. Uh, so I'm doing the old world trays, right? And they have metal discs on them already. I don't know if you could see them or not. Should I color in the black circles? I'm thinking no. You mean the circles gonna... that are underneath the guys where their bases are going to be that you won't see? Yeah, but then when you pull them up, you're going to see the black circles rather than the desert. But here's the problem. I don't think it's going to fit right if I do that. I think what does the you bottom should... of your base look like? So like, is it flat on the bottom? Do you have a magnet? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, no, it's a GW base. It, oh, what, like what? How did I do the bases or? No, no. Like, so when you put it, onto the tray right yeah, yeah. is there like a, a gap yeah it's, it's the gw base so it has the the, okay. the, the okay. it's the cup i don't know how yeah. to call it okay um static grass it yeah. don't do that or no. desert it's gonna have to be desert because the grass would look weird um i think what do you think goblin Dave? green basing for shame 
please don't do that. I <laughs> think on all the little discs that you put underneath, you should put a special little message to remind yourself things. So as you lift up the guy, there's a there's a neat little message for you or your opponent. You could you could write nice little things, or you know what? Across the tray, you're looking at a tray of twenty. Figure out a twenty word phrase that as oh someone God. slowly destroys your models, one more word pops out each time. That's great. That's what you do. So at so the keep end, them, it's like telling keep them a black. Story. Then I'm assuming keep them black. Probably no. I mean, literally, do I, I find kind of twenty word phrase? I'm going to do that for my own because actually, I said it as a joke, and now I think it's a great idea, and I want to do that. Um, if any always, listeners, uh, uh, have any good suggestions of a good twenty word phrase that a tomb king well, I was may want, help Dan with math. Put it. I've helped Dan with math. Huh? And put the different fractions of a unit that would cause a break check, right? Ooh, so the first, you could do that. first you one you make pull, it practical. Not, you know, not there yet. Second one, you know, it's gonna add up as you go. Or, you know, just like cool facts. You could just list a bunch of like really neat facts on the bottom or convert hey, or you names. didn't know how many centimeters Give were in an inch. A name. Hey, you can oh, put shit, that on. No, please like, no god, no. I pulled this up. Hey, I learned something. Give them all names, Dan. Stop that. Everyone oh. has their own special spot. They belong on the tray. Oh, no. Uh, no. Blenny, I can't. I can't. I would die. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm pro Just putting the facts. Yeah, oh, yeah, but then we got Because they're blood letters. Because they're blood letters. Just through the alphabet. <laughs> but it, it, would, it would still stop awkwardly, though, because you're not going to get through the full alphabet. You could do Drop the, the Hawaiian yeah, alphabet. Hawaiian alphabet's what, 21 letters? Am I correct on that? I don't remember. How? Yeah, Dan, just, just drop the vowels and go all consonants. Just do the alphabet. 13 letters. My apologies. It's only 13. You could almost mm. do it twice. Right, I'll figure this out. I, I, you come up with something neat. Put a little neat little thing underneath. For the rest of the thing, I, I, I might not even do too much with my tray. My, the little corners. Edges, Honestly, the I corners I did. That's about the it. corners I match the bases. The desert, right? The, yeah. The, cra the crackle terrain. Okay, I can so see you're what I five, hmm? five wide, four deep. Yeah. Yeah, it's twenty. Okay, so what you could do is you could put in a chaos star, or um, the corn, uh, corn symbol. Like across the underside of the bases, so as they second. die, like the symbol. I'm checking emerges. something. Yeah, I'm checking that right now. Oh, better. Idea. Yes, it does work. You are correct. What you could do is you could put X's and O's randomly underneath, and have your opponent pick them off and play tic tac toe mid game, game within a game. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, it's not my fault. You don't like good ideas. All right, Dan's going to sit there and angle for a while. So yeah, I'm literally drawing the corn symbol to see if it works. I, so I'm doing Tomb Kings. It only makes sense to do them desert, but I kind of don't. I want to do something different. I guess they could be something else because they could be the whole idea. Then etc. is like, hey, uh, I want their stuff over there, and everyone just leaves. So I could do something different. I just don't know if I want to. And desert, I don't mind. But like, do that's just so classic. Tomb Kings, huh? Do coastal Tomb Kings, like. Ooh. Well, like, that and I had like to see at the River Delta. Could be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sort of like on the on the on the Nile kind of thing. That yeah, could be so like do like reeds and stuff just to break up that little bit. Yeah. The other thing is the bases I'm printing are Tomb Kingy looking bases. I got them from uh, One Page Rules. They have STLs for different things. So I'm I'm a uh, I'm subscribed to their Patreon. 
So I get like half price on some of their stuff. So I picked up the ones for that for like five bucks. And then I'm just going to print off a bunch of those. I could do a little bit of a river delta sort of look to those. Because if memory serves, they look pretty arid. But you could still put a little something on top. And again, I don't necessarily have to go with it that way. I haven't decided exactly what I want to do with it yet. I'm still figuring that out. I'm still um, working on printing a bunch of other stuff. So we'll see. All right. Uh, does that do it for us tonight in terms of those things? And I'll do the closeouts here, gentlemen. I believe it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, that should cover it. All right. Well, that does do it for us tonight. So we did want to get this project started. We know we didn't go for quite as long as normal. This uh, episode's going to be sub two hours. But again, both with things going on in life as well as in the future, if we we start a little late because I had to do a little bit of work, but if we start on time, we might be able to do a short little of this and then talk about something else or for the variety of other things we're doing. Because I know Dan and I, we I said we recorded one battle report so far this week. We're doing another battle report this week. You'll get at least one of them out this week. I don't know which one you'll get. You might get the other one first. Um, the other one will have the giveaway for the uh, Warhound sprues from the Imperialis box. If you've been enjoying Imperialis, we have tons of con- we have several battle reports about that. We're a bunch of other content. We are going to start talking about some other things about it, especially as we go along. We just haven't done that yet, but we've been more worried about getting battle reports out and just playing the game. We're going to be playing some Old World stuff. So if you're interested in seeing Old World, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you let us know what you're interested in seeing. So we will be working, rocking through some of that. Um, I'm also going to probably at some point be working on an Orcs and Goblins army, mostly Goblins. Currently, I still have some of my Orcs. I'm going to print off a bunch of Goblin stuff I have so we can work with some of those as well and kind of see as we go. I'll pick up official models as they come out. There aren't right now. And as we go along, I will be replacing with things I come up with with cool-looking official stuff. Um, let's see. Other things. There was something else I thought I was going to say. But, of course, I don't remember what it is anymore. Um, so if you want to reach out to us, uh, YouTube comments are always a great way to do it. We do try to look through those as best we can. Um, you can always reach out through email as well, trainkickersnj at gmail.com. We have a Facebook, we have a Discord, we have all those sorts of things. Um, we try to be active on that kind of stuff as much as we can, or at least a- a- as time allows. Um, and there was definitely something else I was going to say, and I did feel it was pretty important, but I no longer remember what it is. Um, if you haven't subscribed to us, please do so. It really does help us out, especially as I say, over half the people who listen to us regularly don't. So it would really be nice. If you really enjoy the sorts of things we do and you want to see more of it or help us out in any way, we do have a Patreon as well. Um, I try not to type it too much. I don't really lock anything behind there. I might at some point start putting stuff there to release first and then release a little bit, release those things here as well. But might do that just as a way to to help, um, to give a, an extra advantage to those who do subscribe to us on Patreon. I would never lock anything that never comes out otherwise, but I might maybe with some of these things kind of put it there first if they want to be able to see it and then put it out in regular use, something like that maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, all right. Other than that, I think that's everything for us tonight. You'll see this this week. You'll see something else this week. And you might see something else if I have the voice and time to record it. So uh, actually, yeah. So on behalf of Elvis here then at the show, has a good hobby and it's a great gaming.